man. But yeah, I'm Darren LK. I'm currently trying to trying to become a stand up comedian. Uh, I've been writing for a few years now. I've done I've only done one open mic, which was very very. It was a big. It was a learning experience for sure. You know, it sort of teaches you how to sort of be be comfortable in the silence and just be comfortable in what you're saying and remember what you're saying. I'll be real. I went up high. It was a bad idea. And it wasn't, it weren't bad. I got a good few laughs out of like, I must have told 12 jokes. I got about six laughs. So half is not bad. Um, But yeah, man. Uh, so I'm new to this. I'm new to this. So you have to, I would like patience. I would like a little bit of a, a chance to grow because this is new to me. I used to be a DJ. Bro, I've done so much. I used to be a, DJ, a grime DJ since thirteen. Um, I feel like I, I was, I was quite proud of my DJ career. I got to work with a lot of people that I grew up listening to. Um, I got to met, I met so many amazing, talented people, and doing grime actually was really was like a bit of a, a preparation to doing comedy, and uh, yeah, so. I feel in grime, it's a lot more, what's the word, it's a lot more, there's a lot more beef in grime, (laughs) like, things get, like, very, very serious if you say the wrong thing, and having gone through that, with that anxiety, like, not up, like, certain people's feelings get hurt very quickly, you know what I mean, so, I went through that kind of just, watching my P's and Q's, just in case, like, people take shit the wrong way and I know you shouldn't really have to do that but I did because that's how I am in it but I don't aim to please people it's just like when you're getting when you're when you're in fear of like maybe getting hurt if you say the wrong things or they can't accept certain truths then yeah man you gotta be careful in Graham but doing comedy actually it's a lot more of a well it's I mean don't get me wrong Graham's very welcoming now it wasn't before because times were different back then people wasn't as uh friendly as they are now they are they were sort of like more sort of they kind of it kind of felt like if you were exclusive then you know people just act like they were bougie but they weren't it was a weird time back then when i first started gram in 2005 i think 2006 i can't remember but yeah, I mean, I did doing doing DJ, and I did. I was quite proud of being on BBC One Extra on Sir Spiral Show on Real Kids Show on Kiss. Uh, I had a good few good guest mixes on other stations as well. I had my own show, or solo show once on uh, Flex FM. All of these names are just like names in it, but those that know know. So I yeah, am, and I, I I've got again. You can't have regrets in life. You, where you are now is what you've learned, what you've understood, what you've like tried to learn about yourself. But yeah, man. I, again, I I like Graham. I like to do Graham kind of as a hobby now, not really as something that I was, you know, very I was taking very seriously. You know, I had a good few shows where I did that interviews with people, I did sets, and all of the content that I did was all really sorry i need to put the camera here so i keep looking over there there we go all of it was really um 
it was all for me. I did I did it all on my own. I did all the video editing. I did all the, the sound. I did the uh, like just the, the sort of mastering the sound of the sets and stuff like that. So I was really like my own one man team. So yeah, that was what I did before. Um, also qualified mechanic. I used to work for Volkswagen and Audi, so I know a lot about cars. I'm a big big F1 fan, Man United fan, I'm 33, let me, let me just, let me just, like, tick off shit about me that you might not know, um, I'm one quarter Chinese, I'm three quarters Mauritian, from South Mauritius, uh, da 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 um, I have lots of aunties and uncles, most of the, I, I was raised mainly by women in, in my family, like my mom, my aunties, my grandma, you name it, and yeah, I've got a lot of female cousins as well, um, so the men in our family weren't, they weren't really like, some of the men were, you know, alright, but my, like, for example, like my dad, he was there, he sort of came and said hello every now and then, but if I had to, if, if, if somebody was judging me and my parental, what, like my, my if somebody was judging my dad now in 2023, yeah, this kid here went through trauma, bro. This kid here, you know, I've had a lot of shit happen to me, but I'm all right. I laugh about it now because I, I can't. Like, I've cried all I need to cry about certain things and traumas. Like, yeah, man, um, I'm a weed smoker. Uh, I drive. I love cars again. little brother and a sister, got two older half-brothers, um, from France, um, I mean, what else is there to know about me, <laughs> I'm, a, oh, my pronouns are he, him, <laughs> I don't go by no pronouns, man, call me alien if you want, because I ain't, I don't feel, I don't feel really human at all, someday, sometimes in my eyes, I'm just, I just, I just feel I'm a bit weird, you know, but yeah, man, anyway, this is the podcast, this is Dar's World Podcast, and um, yeah, we're going to keep it moving, we're going to keep it moving, so that was a sort of introduction, sort of, you know, hello, hi, shout out to Big Nasty, uh, got that from him, um, but yeah, man, let's just watch some funny videos, fuck it, let's just get into the fun, shall we, let's get into the fun, so yeah, but this podcast really is just going to be so sort of watching random videos some funny some very talented some political some news some like popular culture kind of stuff so yeah man strapping get locked and loaded let's go so i was going on youtube earlier and i was having a look at um so i like fresh and fit podcast i'd be real men these days are weak weak I'm saying that by someone that's raised by women, right? If my dad has stepped up in my life, I wouldn't have to watch Fresh and Fit and stuff like that because he would have te- taught me how to be a man or he would have taught me certain things that I don't know or I had to learn for myself. So I like Fresh and Fit and it does sort of expose the stupidity of the feminist thinking. 
because feminism killed chivalry. If you, all, all the women say, oh, but, you know, men used to hold the doors for us. They used to, you know, you know, oh, they would put their coat on a puddle and then let me walk through it. Yeah, but the difference between why that ain't happening nowadays with, women, with men treating women like that is because women killed that. Feminism killed that. That, that. that feminism mind of females only, that believe all women. Excuse me, have you ever met a crazy bitch? I've met a lot of crazy people. No, I won't say bitch, actually, that's a bit... That seems like I'm attacking girls, I'm not. I've met crazy people in my life. It don't matter if you're a boy or a girl. You're crazy. You know what I mean? And I'm saying boy or girl, because I'm not... You know, the other day, actually, I was watching something. And it was about paedophiles. And the LGBTQ community. And I don't know if this is true or not. Might have to look it up, maybe. But there was a there was a sort of a, a thing going around. There was like a video or a clip, like a viral clip. And it was a lady talking about how men, older men. So she was like, would you let a 40-year-old date your 16-year-old? Obviously, the answer is no. Because it's just weird. Like, what the fuck's a 40-year-old trying to get with an 18 or whatever? So she was saying now, it's just, it's about power. It's not, it's not about ego. It's not about sex. It's about power. It's about taking that girl's innocence and you have that power over that poor girl. That's fucked up, you know. And when she was talking about like that's, you know, if if it's a girl under sixteen, that's you know, even if it's she's sixteen, that's still illegal. I mean, it's, you know, it may be legal, but it's wrong. It's like morally wrong, you know. So they were saying how they're trying to get the what the letter P into the plus of the LGBTQ plus community. P for pedophile. Hang on. You're accepting pedophilia is okay. So how do the lesbians feel about this? How does the gays feel about this? How does the bias feel about this? And the trans and every other one of those plus community. How do you feel about that? I'd love to know, because we seem to be going with everything anyone from the LGBT community is, like, going with. And listen, gay people are the best type of people, you know. They will never, like, they won't, like, they've good vibes most of the time. But there's some people that are slightly going towards this weird ideology, and they're going too crazy. We're going too full on. Like, no, 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 no. I understand if you feel like you're born in the wrong gender. I understand that's how you feel. And we don't know how you feel. But that's you. That's a you problem. Right? So sort it yourself. Don't make other people change for you. Because you can't do the hard work and try to change yourself. For me, personally, I just think it's a big... It's a mental health issue. It's like it's going... Like, they're using that, that, that point of being gay, being bi, being trans, being whatever it is. And they're saying, oh, if you don't agree with this point, then you're going against these people. That don't make sense, bro. Like, I don't, I'm a comedian, so I, I have to talk about this kind of stuff on stage. Like, I'm prepared to talk about this kind of stuff on stage. And as a comedian, you look at stuff that's so dumb and so crazy, you have to make a joke out of it. And I'm... 
I'm kind of joking, but at the same time, I'm uh, there's there's a sense of seriousness to it. Like, I do believe it's crazy to think there's more than two genders. If you want to identify, however you want to identify, then do it. I ain't, I I'll call you what you want me to call you, but don't expect me to start changing kids' behavior to meet this LGBTQ plus community. Like, shouldn't you come to that own decision without having to force feed it down kids' throats, for example? Well, I understand that. If I was a dad, like, I've got a godson called Kalel, and I've been there from the very, very first day of his life. Like, I was there when he was born, and he's now 11, and I've been, I think I've been an amazing godfather, if I do say so myself. And if someone was to say to me, like, oh, like if, if my cousin chooses his mom, said, oh, um, Kelly goes to me, oh, Oh, Kalel wants to, uh, they, they want to teach him about LGBTQ plus stuff. I was like, I, I would ask, like, okay, but what are they teaching? What's the extensiveness of what they're teaching? And then the thing is about these things, these laws, they try to get the law, like, through whatever, but no one reads through the big bits. Like, what have they added into these things? Like, most of the stuff that gets put into law, right, they do that because there's stuff in the middle that they want to make legal for themselves, like politicians and stuff like that, or they've got their own agendas or their own ideologies, and it's like, yo, don't do that. Let people have their own decisions. Let people have their own, like, come to their own judgments, their own conclusions of things, how they feel about something, and that's why there's a serious pushback now. We're 2024, right? And people just fed up of that media. The thing with COVID really unlocked and made us see so many new, like, how the powerful run shit and how it. I what I learned from COVID is how um how vulnerable we are, like. Everything shut down. So then, it's it's just like how do how do these how do these people that have been put there, like like I don't know, let's just say the pe- the politicians, people put them in there. Believe it or not, believe it or not. Um, <laughs> but yeah, imagine like I don't know where I was even going with this. I don't even know where I was even going with this. I don't know. This is crazy, man. No, let me try and let me try and think. Let me try and think. I was going with this. I was thinking about politicians. Yeah, that's it. It's just like let have let people have freedom to just make their own decisions. Basically, don't 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 hammer ideologies into people's heads. End of. Let that person be them. Let them turn out how they want to turn out, and that's naturally. That's organic. Thing is, with people, they're impatient. They want the results quickly, fast, now. And it's just like they don't allow time to... They don't allow life to just happen. And it's it's the ang- it's, it's anxiety. It's not being patient. Not having... You know, like now, because videos on like Instagram and stuff, they're so like short and straight to the point. People are now expecting, 
like a longer video to be like 10 minutes when you need to listen to the whole thing like you can't listen okay you can listen to clips of say joe rogan's podcast right but when you listen to the whole conversation you get the whole context and all these little clips now because it's just like shorts and stuff like that it's just very small clips because there's small clips like this it's just i mean don't get me wrong vine was around that's like six seconds but now i don't know i think everything is about how much content you get regardless of the time that it's made and i'm just now looking i'm like looking at the tv right now and it's got these like youtube videos but yeah i mean i like fresh and fit so shout out them hold on i, I watch it I, i'm gonna i'm gonna play this clip watch sleep with multiple people what's the term of being a whore you sleep with multiple people right who's receiving that doesn't matter it does matter if no you're, you're still fucking um i i just use an analogy that i use all the time um a key that opens many locks is a master key a lock that opens to any key is a shitty, shitty lock. lock. And that's Crystal Lee would say, but then, then, then. Listen to that. Listen to that quote, bro. A master key can open many doors, but a shit lock. And I, what did he say? I don't want to fuck out. Sleep with multiple people. What's the term of being a whore? You sleep with multiple people, right? Who's receiving? Mm. That doesn't matter. It does matter. No, you're still fucking. Sick. Um, I I just use an analogy that I use all the time. Um, a key that opens many locks is a master key. A lock that opens to any key is a shitty lock. Facts. 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 I need to listen to that again, bro. Sleep with multiple people. What's the term of being a whore? You sleep with multiple people, right? Who's receiving? That doesn't matter. It does matter. If no, you're, you're still fucking. The no, that's <sighs> opens many locks as a master key. Um, I, I just use an analogy that I use all the time. Um, <laughs> a, lock to open set a key that opens many locks is a master key. A lock that opens to any key <laughs> is, true, is a shitty like, lock. If you're allowing, you're allowing like, just random dudes in you, yeah? just have some self-respect for yourself. End of. We don't, we don't want no hoes. I don't want no holes. Any other guy will say they want, they don't want no holes. Like body count's important, bro. Like we want to show you the world. You get me? We want to show you the world. Not 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 some next guy that you don't even end up with. I don't know. I'm chatting shit, bro. I am chatting the most. Anyway, next. What else is there to watch? Oh yeah, here it is. This is a clip I was talking about the LGBT thing. There's some guys that will wait until the girls, they will groom the girl between 14 to 16 and wait until she's 16 to have full mm. intercourse with her. That's still grooming. On her 16th mind birthday. That's what, still what minding. Is that? okay. What into the law? He can't get prosecuted because she's turned 16. Do you know what I'm saying? Moralistically, would you want a 40-year-old man with your 16-year-old? It's still wrong. Because what my thing is, what I find, her. which is so disturbing to me, mm. is that you. it's not like to say... I don't even know how to word it because you'll be like you just said the, the man will have his woman in the yard mm -hmm. but they're still looking at her daughters mm -hmm. you've got front on tap yeah but you still feel like you need to go and trouble her it's little not about sex. do you understand what i'm saying there's something in your mental not that's sex. fucked up to me do you not understand sex. like why would you feel to do that about to, so to pick kids that are so innocent and once you do that to them, they've changed forever mm -hmm. because you took something away from them. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's so common. It's not about sex. 
never has been about front. It's about power. So true, man. Like, my mum's a social worker, for example, right? And she can't really get into many of the stories, but the ones that she does tell me about, it's upsetting, man. It's upsetting. Because, like, I'll be real, yeah? One of my... One of the... One of the things I want to do before I die is to be a dad. I, I guess it's a, it's a it's a thing of like, I want to be the dad that I never had, kind of, but in the sense of like, not, not be like my dad at all, but be like me. But anyway, the, the kind of dad that I would have wanted. And again, every all problems for all humans most of the time starts at home now i went to a white school up to year six obviously then primary school finishes then i go to secondary school my secondary school was a black school or mixed school like hardly hardly any white kids so in the in the heart of creating as well and going from a white school where the families are of these kids at this school are mostly together but then the families of the black school is that like mostly single parent households. And bro, the differences are mad. Because you think about these kids here, yeah, if you if you if they're at home and you know, life's shit at home, they ain't got the toys or the gadgets that they want, or the mom is being like really abusive, like mentally like like abusive or emotionally abusive or they get no respect they don't get the attention that they feel they deserve they don't get you know that love that a child deserves um and having gone through a weird childhood myself where it was not stable for example um my dad used to cheat on my mum all the time prolifically and in my christening photos, right, for example, he bought one of these side pieces into the into the christening and he was on like she was on his arm. Not my mum. And, and, and I think to myself, like, what the fuck was my dad doing? Like how did he not care about my mum's feelings? Clearly not to do that. That's mad, bruv. And then I have to see that and like I'm one. In my crystal photos, and there's some fucking side chick. These is clamming, like, you know, it, ma- it makes me angry, because it's like, don't diss my like. That's my mum that you're hurting my feelings. I don't care who you're my dad. That's my mum you're hurting my feelings. So obviously I'm protecting my mum. But then you know, with me, because my mum is you know forever getting cheated on and stuff. You know, I kind of felt like her protector, so she kind of confided in me a lot which she told me things that she maybe shouldn't have, which, you know, we all make mistakes. But again, man, a single parent household compared to a, you know, normal parent household where you've got two parents, where them, for example, as, like children aren't designed to be in single parent households because when the, the, dad, the, the, the man's role is to, to love his woman, when the man loves his woman, the woman loves their kids. If the man don't love the woman and leaves the woman in, say, I don't know, say, 
with uncertainty or he's, she's not sure about if he's like, you know, he's not doing his bit. Then the mum is then neglected of love from the dad and then she don't give that, she doesn't have any love to give to the kids and she's just worrying about the dad. I mean, that's what happened with me. I'm, you know, But yeah, it, childhood, just growing up and understanding like what shapes you that's everything you need to know because i um i've dealt with depression in my time anxiety and i was diagnosed with ocd and it was tough for me to understand and deal with that because it's like there's something up with you learn about this and by learning about my ocd i learned about psychology a lot and i learned about different you know mental disorders and diseases and whatever you want to call them and it's in, it, when you learn about how we function especially the brain it's so it was so um intriguing to me because you know humans are very very special creatures end of like we create so much music uh videos films we create buildings we create roads we create houses we create well men but and so I'm talking, I'm talking about in general, like humans. It's not even a man versus female thing. I shouldn't have said that. It's more a thing where, like, we we're, we're very, very, very complex creatures. But when you're faced with something that you have to deal with, then you deal with it. I think the problem is nowadays people they're told they they've got this and that, and then just play the victim. Me, 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 me. Play the victim for a bit, <laughs> yeah. Get your get yourself feeling good. Get your people to big you up. But there's a chance. There's a, there's a there's a stage where you need to stop having people validate you. You need to find validation within yourself, not other people. We shouldn't care what other people think. Care what you think. End of. And when you do that, you stop caring. You stop worrying. You stop having that anxiety. And it's, and it's it sounds easier said than done, but it takes time, it takes effort, it takes a lot of hard work and dedication. You have to, you have to commit your life to this because if you don't, then your life will take over and you will not have any control over it. It's like facts. And I'm just talking from my experience, so don't take it like it's gospel. This is my experience. So like I've dealt with depression, anxiety. And yeah, it's very strange mental health because it was never really talked. It was never really talked about before. Like my dad, for example, my teachers was like, "Darren's struggling in class. Like he struggles to pay attention. He struggles to listen. He struggles to." My dad said, "So they said we think Darren would, you know, do well with some help." So, you know what my dad did? He's like, "Nah." Nah. The teacher's like, yeah, but this could be very f- beneficial to you. So he's like, nah. He was he, apparently he, what he told my mum is he doesn't want any of his kids to be crazy. You you probably drove me crazy, Dad. <laughs> you know what I mean? So what? So I could I could have actually had help in school because I remember being in school. Yeah, and there was a, there was always like those the, the kids that had the assistants. When I had the assistant, like when I was sitting next to the assistant, and she was helping me, I would, I did so well because I started to understand stuff more. 
because it was explained in a way where I could understand it. I didn't understand the way the teacher said it first. But when the, the uh, assistant's explaining it to me in her way, and she knows and she works with kids that have maybe ADHD, because I've got tendencies of ADHD, which I'm currently getting seen to right now, because I'm not sure if it's been diagnosed or is it just in my head? Is it just a suspicion? But yeah, man, um, mental health is bad. It's a very complex thing. Complex thing. I went on to the highest meds because things were that bad for me to the point where I did try to take my own life. I tried to commit suicide. Thankfully, I did not succeed. And I think the wake-up call for me was when I was waking up. So what, what happened was I took a ton of pills, Zopithone, and drank a whole bottle of Sambuca. And I just passed out. But I kind of remember my dad being at the end of my bed, like, pleading and begging with the paramedics to save me. He's like, save him, please. He's crying. I've never seen my dad cry, really. He's like, he's one of these guys that sort of holds his emotion in. And, um... I know I'm, I'm getting deep into this already, but fuck it, I got nothing to hide. Yeah, I mean, he sort of, sort of, sort of I was just he was crying, basically saying, save him, please, save him, please. And I, I think it's because he felt guilty. I think he felt because it was a part of the type of dad he was with me, maybe, that kind of I could never deal with. But like, I think I was deeply depressed at the age of like 13, 14, and I just never got it seen to. I became more closed off. Um, I then left school, went to college, and I, I got bullied in school and stuff. In college, it weren't the best of environments because it was like, you know what guys are like? They just pl- they think they're alpha, so they f- they play the tough guy just so they don't get like the attention on them. And because I was just getting on with my shit, I didn't give a shit about being cool. I don't care about being cool. I just like being me. You know what I mean? And the you know the the tough guys kind of just started, you know mocking and shit and I ain't got time for that bruv like I should have said something maybe but I just I can't both I just want to do what I'm doing do my job and leave and yeah I did that in college and I think I sort of went into doing my Volkswagen job after I got so basically I got my qualifications at Volkswagen scouted me I think I applied I can't remember anyway um, I got I did an interview got the apprentice role they were only meant to um, employ one apprentice called Anthony and he he was the apprentice kind of because of his uncles or his mum's partner worked there or something who was actually my um mentor and um I went into Volkswagen it's a huge opportunity where we you know I got to go to the factory where we got to see all the new cars being built and it's a wicked place a wicked facility up in Milton Keynes and uh yeah it was such a huge opportunity for me as a big car lover someone that loves like engineering and how things work because as a kid I always wanted to find out how things work I'd break things apart just to put them together again I don't know so I thought mechanics was for me but man that job's stressful man it's so stressful not, not only was I sort of dealing with my depression I wasn't sure I was if, if I was even I didn't even know why I was always unhappy um and then you know, to deal with that, but then also I had to deal with a lot of racism, a lot of bullying, again, and I've had bullying since, 
sometimes in parish church when I was young, but in like you know, up to year six, then from year seven to year eleven, and then college, and then work. So it's everything's like it's either I'm weak or I've become weak because of circumstances, and I need to find out how to be strong again. And then yeah, eventually when you start to understand that. What do I need to do to get myself out of the situation? Then you have to do it. But we live in a world, like I said earlier, where we have to supplement. Oh, sorry, what's the, what's the best? Uh, we have to pretend to be nice and just just suit other, other people's needs. Personally, me, if someone told me to do that to, for someone else's benefit, it depends on the situation. But if they're just any person that's just weak-minded, then I don't fucking... I'm not going to do nothing. I'll call you whatever you want, but I'm not going to... What do you want? What else do you want me to do? Fucking take my car off? Nah, man. Shut up. Shut up. No. I don't like that. Because it's just weak-mindedness. I just... I, I've always... I was always taught to be strong-minded. I was always getting through my issues, regardless of child trauma, regardless of my dad's mistakes or my mum's mistakes or whatever. I had to deal with it because I had no choice. If I didn't deal with it, this is the fa- this is like the the basic facts and um, challenges you get in life. Sorry, this is the basic challenges you get in life. You get these basic challenges in life because that's those challenges make you who you are. You going through them challenges makes you stronger. You getting over this hurdle, this mental hurdle of something, and then you do it. It makes you better. You improve. But people don't want to even put in the work no more. It's insane. It's so insane. And for me, I thought, when I started to grow up, I was out in my mid-twenties. I thought to myself, there's some some older guy, there's some older generation humans, let's say, that just don't get tech. They don't get the internet. They don't understand all technology and stuff. But then we do because, like for me, I've, I've been gaming since I was four. I had my very first games console at the age of four. It was a Super Nintendo. S- SNES, I think it's called. Super Nintendo. And it was like Mario, Donkey Kong and stuff. So as kids, we're getting used to technology. We're understanding. We're learning. We're getting very fucking good. Because it's fun for us to do. So I thought that surely the next generation are going to be way more advanced than us. That could be true. But social media happened. Social media happened. Shortens everyone's attention span. It got people thinking crazy shit. Like there's more than two genders. There's not. It got people started like. Saying. Just believe in nonsense. And also propaganda. Works. Look at COVID. No the vaccines. If you don't take it. You know. It's your fault that people die. What happened about the vaccines now? 18 year olds are having heart attacks. Cardio mind. Was it. Um. Cardiomyopathy, that's what it was called. Sorry, I was just thinking because my dad died of a heart attack. His one was cardio. No, something diet. Not diet. I can't remember. I can't remember. I don't know. You know, I don't really say it in podcasts anyway, but it don't matter. But I'm just saying in general, social media is killing the next generation. And when you hear like there's an old Russian, like he's a whistleblower, and he said that. To destroy a country within, you attack the education sector of that country. 
you make them believe things that we want them to to, to the, the, so now everyone's against each other now everyone's hating it's uh, so much hate on the internet i hardly ever see like positive stuff really that gets like that many views but drama and sex it all sells but me personally i always i always looked to how do i do good at something without finding any shortcuts how do i do and i used to think very deeply about things which i do as someone who's obsessive compulsive i think about things i don't need to think about like all of this I'm talking about, it's all off the top of my head. I've got no notes or nothing. Like I would take a flipping look. You just see me take my phone out. Yeah, I've not touched the screen. Yeah, nothing on my screen. You know, nothing. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like I just this is all just thoughts that I've. You know, now I'm being a comedian. This is all thoughts that I have to think about. But then when somebody said, like, oh, there's a job where you have to just basically think and tell your point of view of things or your your view of things in a funny way, then you can, that's a job. I would have said, shut up. What, writing jokes is a job? Going on stage making people laugh is a job? I used to watch people, like, in, um, in, at youth club. I used to, I was talking to my mum about youth clubs earlier. And I was saying how youth clubs kind of saved me because there was always responsible adults there that if you get in trouble or you did something bad at the club, they would they would check you. They'd be like, why are you doing this? And they'd talk to you. And talking to a kid, so important, because you allow this kid to express their view, to understand the situation, the consequences the risks, if you, you know, what happens if you carry on being bad, where your life will end up if you, you know, and whenever I did something bad, I'd get talked to by that, like, the responsible adult at these youth clubs, and what was cool is, like, they talk to you like an adult, they don't talk to you like they're shouting at you like a teacher does, but they talk to you like an adult, and that's all it is, when you talk to someone like an adult, as long as they're not dumb and they're not, they're not chatting shit, they're not chatting rubbish, then they will like you have a decent conversation. But people are just rude, man. This is no manners, no respect these days. Like all, all everyone I work with in Grime is always saying manners and respect, manners and respect. And I love that energy, man, because it's like no one, everyone forgets about these manners and respect that they were taught, all the politeness. You know, being a gentleman, being a lady. Like, no one acts like that no more. But then girls want a gentleman. And then men want a lady. Do you know, it's just, it's, there's so many contradictions in this world. It's just insane. I just wish people would just embrace their flaws. Work hard at trying to make it easier for you to deal with. And yeah, man, I think the world would be a better place. But we live in a world where it's not that, is it? Nope. And there's me thinking I was about to flip in, watch clips and shit. And there's me talking for 41 minutes. <laughs> you know what? I want to talk about this Cat Williams shit. I want to talk about this Cat Williams shit. 
I love it. This is the job of what a comedian should do. Tell it like it is. When you see comedians that have come through that aren't funny, they have this Netflix special, you watch it and it's just not funny, you're like, hold on a minute, this guy is actually pretty funny on the internet, but then when I watch his set, it's not funny at all. When I when I realised that, I started to see the lack of funniness. I was like, okay, okay. Then Cat Williams comes in with this interview and he brings out all the receipts so there's comedians I've heard actually say that oh well you know all of this Illuminati stuff did it really happen we don't know if it happened right but could it happen in Hollywood? I think so. I think all of this mad stuff would happen in Hollywood. These stars that all live in one place that all get these amazing opportunities. You get turned into a movie star. You get turned into a star. You don't think people get chosen for this, these kind of things. You think... What Cat Williams is saying is crazy. It sounds crazy. Maybe. Maybe it's maybe it's crazy. Maybe there's things that maybe aren't true. I don't know. I don't know. He knows. But maybe it's so it sounds so crazy. Everyone would consider the person that's saying it crazy. So let's how about we can just basically do whatever the fuck we want in Hollywood. We can do all of this like kitty fucking and all of this ritual stuff and the devil and all that rubbish. White people shit basically. Wouldn't they do something that mad to make it sound that crazy? To make it not believable? Of course they would, right? We're talking about Hollywood powerful people. Of course, they all do that. They all do that. Just because you're powerful and rich and you've got money and what status or whatever. Don't mean shit. It don't. You're human just like me. Same time of the day and all that rubbish stuff. Like that Love Island idiot said. No, I'm joking. I shouldn't call her an idiot. I don't know who she is, but she probably is an idiot. But <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. It's Tommy Fury's that wife, so I better watch my P's and Q's. But watch, you know, that Beyonce quote. Everyone has the same minutes and hours of the day. I think that's what she said and how she said it. I think that was an accurate impression. <laughs> anyway, let's, let's, let's watch this cat interview. So this, this video is, says, every receipt for Cat Williams in the latest interview. Try not to interrupt. Is that I'm quite likely to tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth, so help me God. And the reason I had to come is because you've made a safe place for the truth to be told. You gonna set the record straight? Are you kidding me? You let Ricky Smiley sit here and you said out that mouth, you stole Friday after next, the one I was in. You stole the show in Friday after in Friday after next. Yeah. This man told you he had Cat Williams' role. He was gonna be Money Mike. Wait. And Cat Williams was gonna be was gonna be the Santa Claus. And somebody said, no, 
We want you, you know, to I play don't know who this Mike, is, yeah. the uh, thieving ass Santa Claus. Right. Yeah, because Cat Williams is going to be the Santa Claus. Right. Now, let's three quick points. Three quick you points. mean in Hollywood, they cast a five foot five black Zero. Santa Claus that weigh 145 pounds? That's your story. He told you the story about when the movie came out. Where did he say he watched it? At home. Friday after next come out, I get my kids. Where are we going? We're going to the movies. We're going to see Friday After Next. Right. But they didn't know I was in the theater. Right. He wasn't even at the premiere. I'm out in Hollywood. They switched off roles. You take this and he, what? And then, uh, and they switched it over. Right. I was audition number 201. 200 black comedians auditioned for the role of Money Mike with me. When I, when I auditioned, I auditioned for Mighty Mike. Right. You're saying all 201 of us was auditioning and you had already had the role and had already shot the role in four days? It my role like in four days. Right. They shot all my stuff in four days. The truth of the matter is, the Money Mike in the original script got raped in the bathroom. And that's what Ricky Smiley was okay with. You know, so when I went in there to audition, I'm at the toilet. Uh, when, when Cat Williams right. went, went to use the bathroom, right. that was, that was that's the line I had to use to audition. I put in my contract that I won't work with Ricky Smiley again unless he's in a dress. Now, what was Ricky Smiley's next movie? Was it First Sunday? The big movie, then I end up doing uh, First Sunday. Yep. Uh, did he wear a dress in it? You bet he did. It's in my contract. This is not even my church. I, I saw this on my space. All the parents that keep bringing their babies down here to get baptized without giving them a hot bath. Cedric did the same thing. Cedric told you when you asked him, did you steal Cat Williams' joke? But Cat, I mean, Cat said you stole one of his jokes. Yeah. yeah. He said it don't line up. He was talking about it don't even match up with no timelines. How it don't line up that I did it on TV in 2018? <laughs> You came to see me at the Comedy Store do it in 2019 and then did it on the Kings of Comedy. Yeah, so, so this bit here is interesting because it's, a, as, as someone who's doing comedy now, Cat's got every right to have a problem with this one. So, I think his name's Cedric the Entertainer. I'm not really that, I mean... I watched him on, I think, Def Jam Comedy. I think, or was it Kings of Comedy? I can't remember what it was, but... So, Kat's doing a bit here where he's clearly, like, moving in a specific way. And the Cedric one is that. He's basically copied it. It's a copy and paste thing, bro. See, watch. Same music and everything. Insane. And he did... And what the craziest thing is, Cat did that on TV before. Like, I don't understand feeds, like, comedy feeds. Like, what do you get out of that? You're not creating. The whole point of doing an art is to create. You see, I think because I've come from music here, I've got a bit more respect for the art. Because I know how hard it is to step on stage. I know how hard, how much like confidence you need to do that, to, to do that big thing and also to perform well. It's hard, man. 
in music it's like with MCs, producers not really because they're doing everything in their room and I think introverts, most producers are introverted because they just like their own time, their own space to create whatever in their own space and stuff. So, but larger producers, like without the producers, there would be no music, end of. Um, But like when I used to see MCs and even DJs, like being a DJ, man, you can clang if you don't listen to don't listen to these properly. Like, look, this this is my Shalangu um, headphones, my DJ headphones. Sennheiser's HD twenty fives are the best headphones. End of. But that the they are the most practical. They do everything well. Everything's crystal. But yeah, anyway, what I was saying about cat is uh yeah that's, that's a complete copy. Uh, someone else has stolen some of your material. Oh, that, that's a part of this business, right? Same like- Steve that went to go watch Mark Curry do his whole sitcom and then stole everything Mark Curry had. Oh yeah, you'll need this. A whistle? Well, Mark, I'm teaching music, not gym. Standard issue. Screaming for help only excites the kids. Steve got a sitcom where he the principal, and he wear a suit, and he... First of all, I'd like to introduce myself. My name is Mr. Hightower, and I'm your new music teacher. These dudes lie. Cedric's sitting here telling you why he ain't a movie star. He over here look like a walrus. You didn't say nothing. He can't even get his arms off his stomach. This is some internet shit, and that's all I can say. So, you know. Sitting over here. Why I'm not a movie star. Anybody that ever told you differently was a fat Faison liar. There's nobody like me in the business. Faison just called a straight. Faison said that getting a Netflix special is easy. I have 12 specials. Guess how many Faison got? Zero. Okay, but but serious stuff. Now, what I think about this one is, is interesting. Because clearly, this brother is not known for doing comedy. He's known for that meme where him and Bill Burr are on all that money. Do you remember that money meme? It's like they've got so much money just lying there. That's who that brother. How I, I know that brother? I don't know him through comedy. And I've actually looked at some of his stuff. He's it's all right. I mean, I'm no again. I'm a I'm an amateur, but. I'm talking as a fan of comedy. I'm a fan of comedy before I'm a comedian. End of. So, for him to say, it's easy to get a Netflix special, but you don't have one. Again, people are contradicting themselves, bro. And you know what? If I might be, I might be contradicting myself in this podcast, but I'm going off the top of the dome, baby. You look at your career. Have you done better with stand-up or acting? I have, you know, it's, it's almost time to retire. Okay. Uh, so I, I I don't make any money. If you sign up for their program, you get a light skin, <laughs> weird face wife. So hang on. Here he's showing. Hang on. So look. So there's Eddie Murphy, weird shaped woman next to her. Him. There's a Steve Harvey weird shaped woman, weird shaped face woman next to him. Then there's a, a Martin Lawrence weird shaped face next to him. And then as well with Kevin Hart, Faison, that brother he was talking about, Michael Blackson, and even uh, I can't remember that brother's name, but yeah, 
I don't know. They do have weird shaped heads, actually. Again, see, that's a comedian. That's that's a comedian's look of things. Like you've taken, he's looked at all of his ops, yeah, and he's like, "Hang on a minute, why is all their heads shaped like that?" Because we fi- we we see visual things and we just make fun of stuff as comedians. I need to stop saying. I kind of feel like I'm a comedian because I'm putting in the work. I'm creating. So fuck you if you don't think I'm a comedian. All right, all right. Who are you to tell me who I am? At least I'm working at it. I'm trying to improve. But yeah, shout out to Kat. That never do an interview. Oh, in man, tw- Listen, in 20 years, won't do an interview. Nobody's ever talked to her. And they, she's never been interviewed anywhere. And now, understand, I'm not talking about one person. What I just told you applies to seven people. How they all end up with that. That's part of what you get. Be the villain. Not the guy that raises black children and ain't never done a hard drug in his life and don't have no stories of doing nobody dirty. How was he a risk? He chose drugs. And, and they'll just go out and they'll lie. The, the industry doesn't mess with Cat because he didn't show up for the studio. You were set up to be the star. You didn't show up to work. You fucked off promo shoots. You fucked off your promo fucking uh, trips that they had set up for you. You became a risk to the studios, which is why the studios stopped fucking with you. No studios have ever said that. Look at my eye. Well, would they say that, though? They wouldn't, would they? They wouldn't say, oh, well, we don't fuck with this person. We don't fuck with that person or that person that person. So, I guess Kevin Hart's got a point there. Hang on, uh... Oh, so he's saying about his reputation. He said, oh, so Hollywood don't deal with him. But, you know, maybe Cat just doesn't deal with Hollywood. Like, I know, I listen to Joe Rogan, he hates Hollywood people. Like, he he thinks a lot of them are fake, which they are because they're playing a part. Right? We can all agree with that. Right? But, I suppose Kevin's got a point in terms of, like, if you're contracted to be here at this time, be there at that time. Don't be late. Don't be acting like a diva, I guess. So I guess Kevin's right about that. But then listen to Kevin's point. Show you that no studio has ever lost money with me on the script. I can't do that because I. Uh, Steve told you that he stopped doing stand-up because he has seven TV shows. Don't- Years later, I had, at one time, seven TV shows running concurrent on the air only problem is when he stopped stand-up he didn't have those seven tv shows years later i had at one time seven tv shows running concurrent on the air him and steve had already apologized for me so i gave him a pass for a decade why would you sit here and be like i talked to i saw cat 30 times you know even before then right i've seen this guy 30 times like dog if you literally was that Upset about it, like, why didn't you say nothing? Like, and Cat didn't do as I stand before you, Shannon. I would have bust Cedric's stomach. (laughs) 
change the content because that's all you know me for is that I'm quite likely to tell the whole truth and nothing <laughs> but the truth. So help me God. All like all my enemies all look the same in the eyes, whether it's Faison, Wanda, Aries, Spears, they all look like. Man, what you? I remember on the radio, you went on the radio interview. If I'm not mistaken, that's in Atlanta. Right. <laughs> no, I like. I, no, no, no. I'll be real. I like Aries. I like Aries Spears, man. That that brother's a real brother. I like him. I can't. I can't. I don't know about that one, Cat. I'm not sure about that one. But that Wonder one's mad. I think they're gonna show it. Yeah, I saw that. She did attack him. And you came on there with seemingly good intentions, and oh, she yeah. attacked you. It wasn't just that part. It was the fact that before I go in there, she has a conversation about, okay, now, I just want to talk to you because you just won an Emmy for the city of Atlanta, and this is in Atlanta, and they just want to hear about the Emmy and hear from you and to thank you for what you did putting the city on. Right. Okay. And we won't talk about your kids. We won't talk about jail. We're good at <gasps> telling us about what's going on in jail. Not the right one at Jones, though. Get this inmate out of here. <laughs> and, you're, and you're big Turn in it prison. Down. And you're yes, big in prison. I've never been to prison. Uh, you have 19 felonies, times. no convictions. Yeah. Knock yeah. it off. Prison okay. and jail aren't the same. Okay. No, no, okay. no, no, okay. no, 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 no cases. We ain't going to talk about none of that. Right. And immediately gets in there and goes the opposite way. I said seven. what they like. Excuse me. Excuse, uh, excuse me. me. I said answering. what are they like. You, Just you because think? you're a poor interviewer doesn't mean. <laughs> <laughs> Never going to say anything disrespectful to people that look like you. I'm, I'm, it's a very thin line. Only one of us has $12 worth of jewelry on. Uh, Great. Shout out to Forever 21. Yeah. collection. <laughs> They tried to kill me this same weekend, not in jokes, with a real gun in my real face on real camera. Understand I'm losing my life for participating in something that goes along with my job. Like, this two comedians, what do you mean? that she said it was going to be very professional. Oh, you want an Emmy? Congratulations. You put the city on. You own for the city. Yada, yada, yada. And now, did she <laughs> mention anything about the Emmy on camera? I believe you saw the video <laughs> and you know. If, if, if you can't get your blood pressure down, you can't call me that. But come on, man. You, you, you're going to have a comedian on and you want to roast that person. Come prepared. She thought she was doing like, she's been smart by telling him, we're not going to talk about nothing like that's going to, you know, and then she's going to catch him off guard. You're dealing with one of the best comedians that we've had in the art of comedy. Period. One of the, one of the best. You know, in his, in his heyday, bro, Cat was popping. Popping. People forget, man. People's. There's one more thing. People have very short memories try to improve your memory honestly man facts whatever little mama if your cholesterol is 600 whatever little mama I'm little mama's baby daddy no, you weight class is that what you wanted to do no that she was out of her league when no. it came to because I she, didn't want to do any of it exactly. I know you didn't want didn't to, want to do but once she took it there you did you feel that you had to go there oh you go could where you could have said, Wanda, I didn't come here for that. I just want to do the interview. I just want to talk about what happened. Oh, you misunderstand my job. My, <laughs> my job is to be funny. Ha <laughs> ha! 
My job is to be funny first. It's as a learning experience. Most comedians don't get booed enough. Think about this. You're stuck in traffic and the lights turn blue. I mean, this is how you end up yeah, with Michael Blackson. Who I've never a... understood Michael Blackson, personally. I never really find him that funny. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. Maybe you agree. I don't know. I'm allowed to like and not like people. Right? Yon, so are you. So. Best advice of his life. Remember, he was wearing dirty dashikis. Dashikis. And I told him he needed to dress to be in the position that he's trying to say that he's in. And if you're the African king of comedy, sir, there's actually comedians in Africa doing comedy. If you For the African king of comedy, ladies and gentlemen, this but is... But what I think... I, I, I think... Okay, there's two sides to this. From Blackson's side. Is... He, I don't think he, he, a lot of these comedians start off as comedians and then they return into actors or whatever, podcasters, whatever, just people that are known as celebrities. Like, I don't really fuck, black people fuck celebrity. Um, but same time, so a lot of these comedians, they do comedy just to get a name for themselves, just to get their foot in the door. But they don't respect the art to the point where they just carry on getting better. They either just do whatever opportunity comes their way. And then the thing is, because you're not working on your craft, you're not going to be funny. You need to you need to keep that brain like sharp. So I think personally, like Cat Cat respects comedy way more. Chappelle respects comedy way more. Some people don't respect comedy like that. And I think that's what it is with Blackson. So he's kind of done Wiley now and other like movies and whatnot. But where were where were you, where was you working on your craft? Like with that um Faison, like he's got no Netflix special, but Cat's got twelve. I'm sorry, but you can't tell me you work harder than Cat when you ain't got one. You know, Cat's got twelve. That's probably like an hour each. That's twelve hours of comedy. I did twelve hours of grime. Like mixing for twelve hours, and that was long. Imagine him. Nah, I'm sorry. To 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 make twelve hours of comedy material is mad. But what I will say about Cat is, where Blackson comes on Arsenio Hall show, he comes on like it's it's kind of a bit old African kind of comedy. Nobody's nobody said he's that, but it's a joke. So I think Kat's missing that joke, personally. So. This is Michael Blackson. Gotta put in some work. And these guys, they take my advice, they change their whole persona, and and then they hate me for it. And you know what? I mean, so you see Blackson, yeah. I don't like the the fact he he's just isn't himself. He's for he thought, okay, well I need to play this character first to get people's eyes on me, and then I'm gonna. Then be me. You can't. It's, it's it's disingenuous, man. You just be you. Like I said, I always say this to my sister when I was growing up. She was always like, "Oh, I've got this problem, and I look, I don't, I want to change this, I want to change that." And I kept saying to Laura, "Chill. You're good how you are. Work with what you got." You know. And luckily, 
my sister hasn't gone down the path of getting surgery and all that shit because we tried to like me and my brother tried to teach her that looks is just superficial it's what inside that matters how you are as a person that matters and ladies please stop changing yourself yeah you're gonna get more attention but more attention don't mean better life it's okay for the short term but focus on finding that good guy that you know is going to give you a good life stop trying to look for better because when you're looking for better you're never going to settle nothing's ever going to be good enough it's like if you if someone gives you a hundred pounds to spend in a day extra a week right you're going to spend it on mad stuff because you know you're going to get another hundred pound the next day yeah but then that hundred pounds going to stop right but then you're going to want that hundred pound life because i've been living that hundred pound life no your situation's always going to change man except what your situation is deal with it i don't think i'm saying anything that extreme just about be you and then be you bro i mean that's my opinion what do i know <laughs> this is the record <laughs> 2024. <laughs> I never had sucked a penis. That was my only goal. I didn't want to get with a white woman because I was scared she might have me running down the street like Jonathan Majors. Jonathan Majors one is mad. She's chasing him down like five blocks and he gets done for that. Or from what I've understood. It's, it's crazy. This is why as Okay, let me explain for white people to understand. Because I think a lot of times, black people don't fucking understand. They don't explain shit to white people so they can understand our point of view and why, like, when that Black Lives Matter stuff happened, forget the people that organised it, the, the movement itself, the change in TV, commercials and stuff, having more inclusivity. I get that. I'm cool with that. Because when you're growing up here, as, as when you're black, you're told, you're told that, oh, um, you know, as someone that's not white, you're going to have a harder life. And that's kind of embedded in our brains. But it's not necessarily true. So from white people's point of view, they probably say, yeah, but you know, you're on TV now and... You know, you're kind of equal now. That's true, yeah. But you're forgetting, before you were born, black people weren't treated well. You cannot erase history, right? Black people were slaves. Slaves. For white people to understand that, you're, you're, none of your family were ever slaves. Unless maybe you, your, your, your family was Irish, maybe. Because it was like no blacks, no dogs, no Irish, no whatever it was. But when you go through life where police stop you for no reason because of the color of your skin, or uh, people are following you in a shop, and you're just cash, you're, you're you're just a good person. You're not here to cause trouble. You're not here to steal. I get that you're gonna get people that steal in your shop, but. When you're getting followed and you know you're not going to do anything, it's, it's it's shit, man. It has an effect. So for white people, man, it, it, this is what we mean. Black lives matter. So when that was being said, 
what they're trying to say is our lives matter as much as yours. We're all humans at the end of the day. Just because we're black don't mean we don't matter. And I think that's what the, the positive of that movement was. And I think it was a positive. It made people see things from a black person's perspective. It makes people understand what they've gone through and stuff like that. Um, but, it, but it also gives you a sense of like you're, you're learning empathy. You're learning compassion because you're putting yourself in somebody else's situation and seeing how it may feel. Or imagining how it may feel. And try and understand so you can connect more with that person. And black people, I'm telling you, please just explain things more. In a in an easy way so they understand. So when some, say a white person goes, yeah, but all lives matter, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. That is true. But you haven't been segregated all your life. Most of your life. Like you're... you're, you're people that made you your grandma your granddad your great granddad your great grandma none of them were slaves if if in fact maybe they may have been slave owners a lot of the time so it's 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 not of oh 2023 everyone's equal now so it's all good no 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 we're just trying to get you to understand it hasn't always been this way you know just because it's this way now 10 years ago it may not have been this way even five years ago it may not have been this way you know, we have to embrace change, man. We have to let everyone has have as many opportunities, but only if they're good enough for the role. If my mum or my sister, for example, got a job that they I know they don't deserve, they didn't put in the hard work to get there, they didn't get the, the qualifications or whatever it may be, and then they got the job. But like, me personally, I'd be like, yeah, but what about the other person that actually was qualified? What happened to them? You've taken their job. How does that make you feel? Like, I would, uh, you know, you, I, I, the thing with me, I think honesty is the best policy with me. I, 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 I just say things how they are, in a way where it makes them just maybe consider stuff or reconsider it. I don't know. I don't know. Oh god, I've been talking for about an, <laughs> an hour, ten minutes anyway. I think this is a good podcast. I was quite happy about that. Seemed to flow well and everything. So yeah, man. Thank you for. Oh, if you listen to this, or if you've seen clips of this, of the Dars World podcast, D A R World Z, no, Dars World, no, D A R Z World podcast. And yeah, man, I'm gonna try and keep. I'm going well. I'm going to do these regularly, as many as I can, as many as I'm want to have fun with. And um, yeah, man, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for watching a clip or. Whatever, if you've enjoyed this, then like, subscribe, and comment what you like, what you would like to talk about, what you'd like to ask me, maybe. Mm. I'm new to this. So, yeah, man, let's get this moving. Let's let's keep it moving, and I will see you the next time. I've been Darren LK. You can catch me on my socials at L K or at Shalangu, which is S-H-I-L-A-N-G-U. It's my DJing page. Yeah, man, hit me up, follow me up, and I'll see you in the next time. Peace.